Well, shit to bed. How we doing, folks? And welcome to your Wednesday's edition of Conversation with Shelby Green. I am your host of Main Man, Shelby Green. And today, we just going to spit old spat a little bit. We just going to keep talking. We going to shoot the shit. We going to have a good time today. And give you a little preview of what upcoming uh, shows we have coming up for y'all. Now, excuse me. Swig a sweet tea out of the tumbler for the working man. Now, that's some good tea right there, Bob. All right. So, today, you know, got a lot to talk about today. Well, not really a lot, just a little bit here and there, to be honest with you. going to be a short, sweet episode. Going to talk a lot of things that include, like, professional wrestling. We're going to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers today because I'm recording this on a Sunday. And, obviously, we all know that I came uh, this um Obviously, I'm recording this for my Wednesday show, like always. Plans coming up real soon. Um, got a big bonus episode dropping this Friday for you guys. Also, I know I promised you guys a guest. Plain and simple, I had an episode recorded with my dad, Lee Green, a.k.a. Big Papa Pump. Or as St. John would call him, Lee G, was on the show. It was a free-for-all. We really didn't have a format. We just came on here. We just talked. And basically what happened was, Dad, um, we recorded the show. Everything was working. Yada, yada, yada. I scheduled it to drop Friday. And uh, plain and simple... I went through the editing process with Audacity, and Audacity sent an update out the night before. I did update my my thing, and plain and simple, uh, put it out there and listened to it, and it sounded like shit. Half and half of the, the conversation was uh, was working. The other half went. It was in and out. I try. I installed the update, tried to update it and get it edited, and it didn't work. So unfortunately, that episode will never be released because of the way it sounds. So, obviously, I didn't drop a Friday episode. I didn't give an update on it because I just didn't do it. And I was just really busy, you know, this past weekend. I've been working. You know, I'm, you know, this obviously is a Sunday. I'm off Sunday, Mondays, and Tuesdays, whatever. But I also have plans for you guys because if you follow me on Facebook, I officially have uh, – uh, I now on my Facebook page, you can – if you see on Facebook conversation with Shelby Green, just look it up. You know, yeah, I appreciate the uh, 112 likes and the 122 followers I have, but let's go ahead and talk about this real quick. So, obviously, everybody knows this. I am looking forward to, I put a post out that was edited by my wonderful girlfriend. Looking forward to bringing you a much better project for 2023. Guests are lined up as I post this, and this is so. Friday, bonus episode, I'm going to review the show Tulsa King with my girlfriend, Brandy Moorhead. She's going to come on here. We're going to do talk about Tulsa King and what shows we've watched together as a couple, what we like. We're also going to talk about um, going to do some trailer reactions with her, show her some stuff. We're going to get inside of what she likes and what I like to give it key it. Also, at the end of the month, my buddy Brandon McKee is coming on to do the Royal Rumble review with me. And we're going to talk a little Colts football with it because he is a diehard Colts fan. And I like like his analogy on sports. So we're going to sit there and get that out to you guys too coming up. In the month of February, so far, Ant-Man 3. Obviously, Ant-Man the Quartarium, as they call it, or Quantum, or, Quantum, or whatever. My buddy Kyle Perkins is coming on the show. We're going to do that. In March, uh, Creed 3 with my buddy um, uh, Wes, a.k.a. Spence, because he's a Earl Spence fan. I call him Spence. He's uh, going to come on. We're going to do Creed 3. And also, I also have a name. Uh, announcement that that weekend, my boy Trip, aka Price, if everybody knows who he is, you know who he is. He is coming on the show to do the AEW Revolution review. Obviously, April, I got Evil, Evil Dead Rise with my buddy Mark Drake. 
He's gonna come on here, and we're gonna watch. We're gonna re, uh, review Evil Dead, and we're gonna rank the whole franchise, including the TV series. May my uh, May I got um, Guardians of the Galaxy with my buddy. Actually, it says Adrian Adams. Actually, that was a mistake. It's actually gonna be Guardians of the Galaxy with my buddy Brian Palmer, who's gonna come on here, and later that month, my Adrian Adams, who did the the uh, Avatar review with me. He's going to come on. We're going to do Super Mario Brothers. June, obviously, I got The Flash with my buddy Jay Bone, who was on my show last year for the Batman review. He's going to return for The Flash. And, of course, July, I got my, so far, my buddy uh, Mega, a.k.a. Well, Marcus, I call him Mega. He's going to come on the show and do the Marvels review. So, right now, I got a lot of that going on. Now, future plans for the show, what are we going to do? Obviously, I've stated before and before, if there is a film out there you want me to watch a review, um, just come on the show and talk. We, I love to have you on, whatever. Now, obviously, there is more to this, what everybody thinks. Now, I've been asked about this. Well, you're working with one mic. How are you going to do it? Guess, well, honestly, the mic I got right here. A uh, HyperX is a wireless microphone that obviously it doesn't. You can't put, you can't put headphones in. So I can hear myself talk because I, I have it plugged in through my outlet through my speaker. I don't know what the issue is with the two mic thing. I think it's my laptop. It might be my output that I have, my input for this. I might have to get another one because I can't cross-platform with two microphones trying to figure this out. But right now, this microphone does work in a way where you can talk and have a conversation. And where we're at, where the, 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 my table is right here in my, in my office or my studio, as I like to call it, is really well put together to the point where I really have no need for a second mic. Now, obviously, if I get we start doing three-man shows or whatever, then possibly, but, you know, it's. So, I've been reading online that the Moo horror film Megan is out. It's uh, basically a PG-13 horror film, and if anybody knows me, and I'm not a big fan of PG-13 horror films, and I've also been reading uh, that it's been having skin some rare of oh, some really good reviews. And that's rare because in the month of January, as I take a swig of my tea real quick. In the month of January, we really don't have, um, there's not really, um, in the month of January, there's just really not any good, like, the horror films. The month of January is not really good though. The, the genre of horror. If you go back in history and look at the, the the years these movies came out, you're not really a big fan of them. They're not really good. So overall, though, yeah. Now, <clears throat> I will state this: that the girlfriend and I watched a really good film. If you listen to my 2022 review of films of the year, girlfriend and I sat down and watched Knives Out, The Glass Onion, The Knives Out Two, whatever, and I was really. I loved that. It was a really good film to where it would have made my top 10 films of the year, honestly, looking back on. But obviously, this happened. So basically, guys, I'm going to do everything I can to see every film that comes out. That way, I can give the proper thing with this. Because obviously, everybody, if anybody knows me, anybody knows me, I have struggled. I struggled a lot last year getting this down the ground. I'm finally got some consistency with this. Um, also, it helps that I'm paying a subscription with Regal Theaters. Just so I can do this and go see movies on a regular basis, it saves me in the long run. Thinking about doing the AMC, I've thought about the AMC subscription. I'm looking at that. I like AMC theaters, but the Regal Theater right here in Greenwood is really like literally a block or two from my house, so it just makes more sense too. But overall, though, man, it's um, a lot of good things. So I will be checking that Megan film out. I'm probably gonna go. Not this week, but probably the following weekend. I'll, I'll find some time in, and I'm gonna go do it. Maybe 
little man with little man's at school or whatever maybe i'll go check it out myself and just check it out see what it's like and i can review it but i got a lot of things coming up with that um also um with the the guests coming back on the show obviously it's not going to be a guest every week it may be once a week or once every other week or maybe once a month or maybe once every six weeks but you will get guests on, on some basis with this now a co-host thing. I've been asked many times about oh, you do a solo. You thought about having a co-host. I have, but with my schedule, it's kind of hard to figure out. And also with a co-host, we got guests. I like to get a second mic to work, and obviously, that's not turning out really well like it should. So we're trying to figure that out as we speak. I'm trying to figure it out as I take that back as we speak. And the girlfriend's been doing a lot too to help out with that. So the news. I'm saving my trailer. I was going to do some trailer reactions for you guys, but I'm going to save it for my Friday show with my with my girlfriend coming on or whatever. And it is possible, guys, that you might be getting two shows a week on this basis from time to time. I might just say stop doing stupid. I might just stop with the bonus episodes and just start putting out more content because I really enjoy doing this. I have a lot of fun doing this to the point where I actually look forward to doing like look. I look forward to getting on here just talking and having a good time and just you know having a conversation just relaxing and it's also good for your mental health that that, that you have so much you want to get off your chest you can talk about it because anybody knows me men's mental health matters and i'm one of the big advocates for that advocates for that and i will continue to be that way with that and that's just how i am now i want to get some news about Louisville football because i'm just one of these guys that, oh, my fantasy team tells me I'm winning in football today. Well, that's great. I got two wins and 12 losses. Thanks for the dub on the win. <laughs> but I want to talk about, a you know, you know in sports, you have a lot of great people. You have a lot of um, – we, we did have – we you know, you have a lot of great people in sports – And you, there's a lot of good things, you know, with, um, you know, in this world. But I will point this out here right here and right now. There are a lot of pieces of shit in the world of sports. And this guy I'm about to talk to, his name is Bobby Petrino. And the little fans are just rolling their eyes right now. Once a piece of shit, always a piece of shit. Bobby Petrino quit on the little football program about four or five years ago. And the program went through a rebuilding stage with Scott Satterfield. And I will point this out. Scott Satterfield left us high and dry in the middle of the night like Bobby did after he went in an Orange Bowl back in 2005-2006. So Scott Satterfield wishing him the best Cincinnati, but I cannot wait to watch you fail. Um, back to what I was saying. Bob Petrino got a job at Missouri State. He coached well there, like he does. And he ended up getting offered the UNLV offensive coordinator job. He then was on the job for not I think he was on the job for about three or four weeks, and then he gets he announces he's gonna take the Texas AM job. Out of the blue. Dude, look, man, Bob Petrino got his money from his buyout. I don't want to hear it's a money thing or whatever. Let me tell you something. Does anybody have morals and values anymore? Because that's bullshit. How can you look a young I'm sorry to be here at UNLV and help out and you go to AM? And I will let you know, Jimbo Fisher's just another, he's another one of those guys. He's a rotten, lying sack of shit. Jimbo ain't worth this. I'm tired of Jimbo's. Jimbo, Jimbo Fisher is the type of guy 
that woe is me, blah, 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 the whole thing with Saban the, the, the offseason. Yeah, yeah, you were talking all that shit and everything else about Saban, and look what you did. You fumbled the ball at Texas A&M. Be careful what you wish for. Maybe you had made Florida State. You took that A&M job. I mean, people call – I'm not saying this. People are called in to fight Paul Firebridge's show saying some really harmful things about Jimbo, but that's beside the point. Bobby Petrino – is nothing more than a he's a just a, he's just a pest of life. He's just a guy that just sits there, twiddles his thumbs, he lies. He's a, he's a, he's a piece of shit. Bleacher Report put out an article, guys, that I want you to if you hear this, go look this up. And it's the title of the article goes from crashing to fry to, from crash to firing the timeline scandal. The timeline of the Bobby Petrino scandal article saw. This happened in that this article came out in August April 10th of 2012. You go back and look at that. And you go back, you know, the things he, you go look at that article. You look at, he just, everything this man does. He's just a liar. He's a sat, he's just a piece of trash. I mean, the guy, he's just a, he's just a, he's, I just cannot stand this motherfucker, man. I just cannot stand him. He's he's one of the reasons why I didn't want Jeff Brom to get the job at Louisville when when it was a possibility because Brom coached underneath him. Even though Brom was a Schellenberger guy, I forgot about. It. I just could not stand by Petrino. Couldn't stand him. Still can't stand him. Don't want nothing to do with him. You know what? He's going to go to A and M. They're going to spread the ball around the field. And, he, and you know, and the sad thing is, Bobby Petrino is a is a great offensive mind. He's he's done a lot of good things. But let's make this clear: Bobby Petrino is about one person. Bobby Petrino. Not a fan of him. Never will be. I just don't. I just don't want. And you know, people want to bitch about the transfer portal. And I don't like the transfer portal in college basketball. I think there should be rules and regulations with it. But these coaches move around all the time like this. Why can't players do it? The, play, the coaches aren't making the money for the university. The players are. The, play, the coaches help get the players there. But when the players get there, they make the money for the university. Let's be, let's be honest. You know, like the transfer portal. You got guys playing four different teams in five years. Like, there should be a rule. How about this? You leave once in the transfer portal. Okay, you want to leave, you you play. You transfer again, you got to sit out a year. What's wrong with that? I don't understand it. And it's, I think, like, you know, if we're going to, like, why? What's the point? You're not teaching, like Ryan Clark said the other day, this transfer portal, you're not teaching kids any discipline or anything else. Man, he said the other day on his podcast, and he's right. Kids are running from anything in situations. It's probably the reason why Louisville's in the mess they are right now. That's the problem. I'm just sick and tired of shit, man. The two things are ruining college basketball. College football with their conference realignment, the money involved in that, and this transfer portal thing. Here's my thing, guys. UCLA and USC are going to join the Big Ten, I think, in 2024. Why? Money. So you mean to tell me, how the hell are you going to figure this out? Now, for basketball, I'm interested to see how it works because basketball, I'm like, damn. USC and UCLA, I mean, UCLA has got history, and you got USC who's upcoming, who's a good team against basketball. Hell, yeah. Football, USC is going to do well because, you know, they're going to be able to recruit out. Lincoln Riley is going to be able to recruit out there, and he's he's going to turn USC back to where it is. I think he will. I think he will turn it back to how it was over time. But UCLA, I'm not sure about but at the same time, I'm sitting here looking like, why? What's wrong with just staying? I, I don't understand it, man. 
The downfall of college basketball, what started with college basketball going down, was when 2013, when the Big East, when Syracuse, Pittsburgh, and Louisville had to go to the ACC because of the money with the football. And the Big East couldn't keep those guys together. I just, I'm one of those guys, man. I, I, I just don't like it like anybody else. I'm fine with players transferring, I believe. I'm fine with guys making money in the NIL. I've been one of the guys saying, should they be making millions of dollars? Hell no. But do I think they should be getting some money? Yeah, they get, you know, they get a free scholarship and free meals, and I get that. But let's be honest. I want to see, I want to see these players get make money. I want to see them make money because I think they believe it. I mean, you get guys wearing their jerseys with the name on the back, and they ain't making a fucking profit off of it. Like seriously, man. Like you think about that shit. Like think about that. You know, and I don't like the one and done rule. I think it should be a rule where. Okay, you want to go pro? You got to go pro. But if you go to school, you got to stay two years. Or at least be the age of 20 or 21 get in the NBA. I, but I can't deny kids athletic talent. talent. But also this NIA deal has helped guys. Guys stay in the league, stay in college basketball. Drew Timmy probably could have got drafted this year, but he's making more money right now in Gonzaga than he would first year in the NBA. I mean, think about that. Think think about that. Like Archie Manning, you look at Archie, Archie Manning, he's going to Texas. And he's going there because I know Texas is tradition or whatever. He knows it's one of the more overrated programs in history of college football. I said it, and I mean that. But you look what he's going to make down there with those boosters in Texas. Shit. How can he not turn that down? But, yeah. Damn, that tea's delicious. Man, mama makes some damn good. My girlfriend will make some bomb-ass tea, y'all. But it, it, it's nothing like it's just I don't understand it either like, like anybody else. I don't, I don't get it, man. Like college football is so money hungry, and I get, it, and I love college football, but damn it, man, you're killing, you're killing college basketball. It's gonna get to the point where we're just gonna have super conferences. The ACC and the Big Twelve are gonna be one. The SEC is gonna be, SEC is gonna grab some schools. Personally, I would like to see, and this is what I would love to see. I would love to see Syracuse and Pittsburgh go back to to the Big East. I would like them to go back to the Big East, and I would like to see them go independent in football. Notre Dame does it. They play ACC schools, but they're independent basically for the most part. How about that? I would love to see Notre Dame go to the Big Ten on a full-time basis. And I would love to see Houston join the ACC I, and add that to because I think it would help them with football and basketball. And I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't be surprised to see Kansas leave the Big 12 here in a couple of years and shop the rumors are going possibly to either A, the ACC, or the or B, the Big 10 because of basketball. Because let me tell you something. Louisville is a medium, is a money-hungry thing for Adidas. Kansas is right there with them when it comes to college basketball for Adidas. I think Louisville Kansas are the number one and two profit schools for Adidas. I think, ba- I think, I think, Baylor, I think of Baylor's Adidas. Yeah, Baylor's and I think Baylor is Baylor Adidas. I think they are. I could be tripping. Is a Baylor Adidas school? Let me check that out real quick. I'm gonna look that up because. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. They they are. I I I'll be damned. They are. No, they're Nike. I apologize. They, I thought they were, weren't they. 
I've, I've, I'm surprised. I thought, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Never mind. Yeah, but anyway, like I was saying, like, you know, Louisville and Kansas make a lot of money with Adidas, so I was just saying, like, in general, like, it wouldn't be a bad idea. And I also wouldn't be surprised to see, like, you know, I was sitting there thinking about Louisville the other day with the ACC. You know, I don't feel like Louisville ever fits in the ACC. It never has, man. Also, there's been some dire, dire times down there. You know, there's a rumor about, you know, the ACC will kick us out. <laughs> you go ahead and kick us out because you know how much money or revenue we bring to that damn conference. I'm pretty sure the Big 12 regrets not allowing us in now because they probably would be able to catch some of their schools and they would have had a regular, a regular football conference. I guarantee you, if the SEC opened a phone book and said, Louisville, would you like to come to the SEC? I think Louisville would do it. Do I think Louisville goes to the Big 10? I don't. I could see it because of Maryland's in the Maryland's there, and it's kind of southern, and Louisville's right there. But at the same time, like, just stay where we're at. I personally am a big fan of the AAAC. I think Louisville, Houston, Cincinnati, Memphis. I mean, I grew up watching those those teams play each other, so it wouldn't be a bad idea for them to come back and do that. You know, the Metro days and shit. Even though Houston was part of the Southwest Conference, so. You know, it's just an interesting time, you know, with college sports. I love uh, college basketball. I still believe, in my opinion, the best team in the country as I record this on a, on a Sunday, January 8th evening that at 823, that the Houston Cougars are the best team in the country. I just believe Camus Sampson's got those young men rolling and rocking. I mean, these them, them brothers, man, they guard you, and he's hard on them, disciplined, just hard as a rock, just hard nose, man. I like that. Do I need to talk about Kenny Payne and Louisville Cardinals right now? Our last six, seven games, man, they've been playing a lot better. They have been. We should have beat Syracuse the other night. We should have beat Wake Forest the other night. I mean, I mean, honestly, Louisville should be – if Louisville with these last six games that play with the energy and effort they've been having lately, Louisville probably would be – they would have a winning record at least. I think they would have 11 to 12 wins right now if they had the energy because they have talent. It's just these kids, man, I don't know. I really believe when Kenny Payne got that job, they thought this shit was going to be easy, and it's not. You watch Louisville play. They play a fun brand of basketball. You know, they get up and down well, the, the energy, the athleticism. And I believe Kenny Payne is going to is gonna nail his big recruit here soon because he's going to hit that portal hard as hell because, let's be honest, Louisville's probably not going to make the NCAA tournament. More than likely, it's not going to happen. Unless, unless they win the, an ACC tournament, it ain't going to happen. I love those guys in that uniform. I love every one of them. They, they, I mean, Eli Ellis has really played his ass off well. And he's grown up, man. I mean, you're talking to a guy that put the ball – he's got the ball in his hands 90%, 90%, almost 95% of the time. Eli Ellis, when he has got the ball in his hands. Then you turn around, you got – Guys like Huntley Hatfield and Kamari Lanes, Mike and Mike James is coming. You can see why Mike man they miss Mike James had tell towards the Achilles last year. Mike James gets you three or four wins. He is that damn talented. Man, I like me some Mike James. James and Huntley and Kamari Lanes. You keep those. You keep those three guys and keep Fabio with your fre- well, as a freshman who I think can be a talent. He's got to develop. Devin Reeve was a sharpshooter can hit some shots. There's five. J.J. Trainer's a senior. Bring him back because of his energy. J.J. is really showing a lot of progress this year. Rose Wheeler, I don't under, I don't get it about Rose. I think Rose is so damn talented. 
Stiggy's struggling right now. He hadn't he tore his Achilles back in high school, and he was in, in spots last year. He played well, but he didn't do much down the stretch last year. He didn't play. I think he just needs opportunity. And I think, and he's the one guy I thought will get so much better because Payne can develop bigs, and he's struggling. Rose is struggling right now. Uh, another guy, um, obviously Jalen Withers. Jalen Withers, God, man. Jalen Withers is the one of the more talented guys on this team. He, Mac fucked with him and fucked with him and fucked with him. And, of course, look at him now. Last two games, Kenny Payne says that says butt on the bench, and he's played really well coming off the bench. His energy, his effort, rebound, and everything else. And here's another one. So, right there, I love to see Withers come back for his senior year. I don't think he will. I think he'll transfer. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope he develops. So, I've named six guys so far outside of not having a Rose. I would like to come back, but I don't know what's going to happen. So, there's three guys. So, there's seven guys. Curry, Sidney Curry is, I think Curry is is what it is at this point with Sid. I wish him nothing but the best, man, but it, it's – Sidney Curry's probably been the reason why this funk is happening. When Sidney Curry comes to play, we're hard to beat because he, he gives us so much energy and effort. Problem is, he can't do that. Then you look at Eli Ellis. He's a senior now. He couldn't. He I believe he can get an extra eligibility. He can get extra eligibility with his um, with because of COVID. If he comes back, I like to see Eli come back, man, for a fifth year, for a third year here at Louisville. So right there, there's eight guys. That I just named off, that core talent you got, and then you bring in Caleb Glenn and Curtis Williams, those two freshmen you got, and I think Caleb Glenn and Williams are going to contribute right away. Those guys are dogs. And then you hit that portal, you go get you another big, another guard, a combo guard that can handle uh, like a senior or junior guard that can come in and help, and get maybe one more a big wing that can get thrown shot. And you can build, and that be the first turnaround of the rebuild where you can say we can make the tournament with this team. We can mix, we can win some games. Kenny Payne's hands were tied when he took this job because, for one, not only did you have the FBI investigation, you also had Chris Max bullshit too with Dino. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to blame anybody, but Dino, I mean this, Dino, I can't say his name last name right, but you know, little fans, I'm talking about Dino. I want to say thank you very much for fucking this program up with your bullshit because Mac did the right thing by firing you because you were failing and he needed to change something with the program and you tried to extort one of your friends. You're a piece of shit, Dino. You're a piece of shit that did this. How can you sit there and do that? The man gave you a job. You were working at on ESPN as an anchor. He brought you in off the fucking street to give a chance at college basketball coaching. I just I just don't understand. And then and then here's the thing: Matt gets suspended six games, loses that fucking team last year. Then he turn then you turn around this, and then you get you get a slap on the wrist and get fined, and you're let go free. You should be in fucking jail. I swear to God, Dino walk Dino Dino. I would walk. I would, if he was out in public. Oh good God, I wouldn't even say. I just like you. You imagine him walking around the streets of Louisville right now? <laughs> Shit, people would. Oh, it's trash. Don't like him. I just, I just, just, yeah, man. Nothing at all. Nothing at all with that. 
By the way, also, I want to make this real clear. Even though with Mac, the situation with Mac, he still quit on us last year. So, Mac, thanks for quitting on us, too. Like you did. You fucking quit on us, too, last year. You fucking quit. He'll get another job somewhere. Somebody will give him a fucking job, and that'll be it. He'll get another job here within the next year, year and a half, and it'll be whatever. Also, by the way, Chris Beard at the University of Texas. Hey, man. Quit being a fucking hothead. Quit getting drunk and putting your hands on your fucking woman. Woman. Got your ass fired at Texas. Why? Jeez Louise, man. I don't understand this one. Like, you got that job at Texas. You left Texas Tech for, for that job. Okay? Good job. You got that. Excuse me. Then you turn around and you do this. I'm just looking at those two top recruits he's got coming in, AJ Johnson and the other name. You know, AJ Johnson's six foot five freshman point guard that Louisville tried had him scheduled for Louisville Live for a visit and his mom caught Kobe didn't he didn't and he couldn't get it and he ended up going to Texas. Just saying, AJ, I mean, you can be the future of the program and turn around with the University of Louisville if you want to come to Louisville. I'm sure we can use you. I'm just saying. But it is what it is, man. Um, I just don't understand. Why do coaches put themselves in situations like this? Why put yourself in that situation? Are you that stupid? Like, why? You just lost a, a – here's the thing about Texas. Them boosters down there don't play. They will get. They don't care. They'll pay anything to get rid of people. They fired his ass. They got rid of him. So it makes you wonder, who's going to take that Texas job? I read somewhere about Rick Bettino. I'm thinking, nah, I think Rick's going to stay at Iona. But I will state this about John Calipari at Kentucky. Don't rule that out. And I'm going to tell you why. Yes, Kentucky is the mecca for college basketball. I get that. Kentucky is 10-5, and five and they got a victory over us. Ain't saying much. A lot of people beat us this year. But Kentucky is falling. It seems like Alabama. Alabama beat the, beat the drum shit out of them. Are they better than Tennessee? I don't think so. Are they better than Arkansas? Hell no. And they obviously ain't better than Alabama. So you're probably the fourth best team in that conference right now. The era of John Calipari. Here's what I understand. People praise Calipari about all the picks he brings into the draft and he does this and that. John Calipari has had more talent, NBA talent, in his, what has he been there, 15 years now, I think? And you got one title to show for it? Seriously? How in the hell you only got one title to show for it? I, I, that, ama- that amazes me. You only have one title to show for it. And everybody talks about that 38-0 debacle that happened here in downtown Indianapolis against Wisconsin. Yeah, whatever. That was even his best team, I thought. The team he first had in Kentucky that had DeMarcus Cousins, John Wall, Patrick Patterson, Eric Bledsoe. I'm missing somebody else. Am I missing somebody else? No, he had those four guys on that team. And they got beat by West Virginia, by Bob Huggins at West Virginia. Well, uh, the Curry in West Virginia beat him in the lead eight. Like, how in the hell? Ugh, I don't get it, man. I, it's just like, how does he not win? And he has talent this year. I'll take that back. I don't think this team is actually this talented, to be honest with you, because for one, Oscar Sheboy is the best rebounder in the country, and he's great 10 feet in, but he 10 feet out, he can't do anything else for you. Now, I'd take him on any team because he plays his ass off, and I'd say that about a Kentucky guy, but if you take him out of the game like Alabama did, what are they going to do? Because Obi Toppin shot he, – he shot us in. He shot himself out the other day against Alabama. Their guard play is not the best. So, it's like 
Kyle Perry, that there are more people on, on Kentucky Messenger Board. Dad was telling me this the other day. He went on there and goofed around a little bit. Was looking on some UK message boards, and he saw some of what the fans want down there. Some fans want John Kyle Perry fired. Now it's why I say be careful what you wish for on things. But I don't see him leaving Kentucky. I wouldn't rule him out going to Texas. Like look at the option. You think they offer John Kyle Perry eleven to thirteen million dollars a year? He wouldn't walk away. Shit, he take that and he take that five. Those five recruiting that five. That five or uh, those five, um, those five kids he's got coming in next year. That number one recruiting class, and he'll go. He'll do the same thing he did to Memphis. He'll take all those guys, go to Texas, and he'll take the over Texas down there. Not a fan of. I'm not a fan of John Kyle Perry. I think he's. I think he's one of those guys. I think he's full of shit. I think he's a backstabber. I think the stuff that Kenny Payne was saying at the beginning of the year about, you know, I've had some coaches say, "Why would you want to go to Louisville? They're in the." Uh, they're going to get the death penalty. You know, you're going to go to an inexperienced coach, all this other shit. And, you know, John can sit there and say powwow he wants. I'm pretty sure John Calipari was one of the ones staring up because John's a slime. John Calipari's slime. He's a slime ball. He's a liar. I mean, it's pretty bad when John Chaney, of all people, wants to kick your ass. Go look the video up at Temple with John Chaney wanting to fight him in a press conference. Enough of that, though. Let's talk about them Pittsburgh Steelers, baby. 16 years, Mr. Tomlin. Another winning season. Coach T, baby. You know, every time I start doubting Tomlin, he proves me wrong, man. I know it sucks they missed the playoffs. Because, But honestly, let's be honest. Can't depend on teams to get you in, man. You got you got to finish games. We should have beat Miami this year. We blew a game against the Jets. Those are two teams right there. We should have won. There's 11 wins right there. Hell, we should have beat New England this year. There are three games right there we should have won right there. It is what it is, man. They start gelling. Kenny Pickett's our quarterback. I think Kenny Pickett's the guy. Kenny Pickett's going to be the guy in the next 10 years to carry the Steelers. I wouldn't be surprised the next three or five years Steelers get a Super Bowl. I think this team is young enough and talented enough. Najee Harris, I love. I think Najee's showing progression this year because Najee was beat up. But also, I also believe the offensive line played better. And I think Jalen Warren coming in there in the backfield and spared him. George Pickens is our next number one. Deontay Johnson's damn good too. Sorry, Claypool. Sorry, look what happened. They had to, they had to get rid of him. And I really wanted to keep Claypool, but I understood why they got rid of him. It just didn't fit. Pat Firebooth got hurt today. As I speak this on record on Sunday, January eighth, got hurt. I hope he's okay. But Connor Hayward, Cameron's brother, played well. They have got a good core of young talent along with Mika, Cameron Hayward. And Mika fit uh, and uh, T.J. Watt obviously, the, you know T.J. Watt the best defensive player in the NFL. But also I think Cameron Sutton stepped up well. Away. Levi Wallace played well this year. I mean they got a lot of guys on this team that I think can make a lot. And Alex Highsmith for God's sakes has played well. So there's a lot of talent on this team. They're young. I do believe that Cincinnati. And I look at the AFC North. Cincinnati is going to be there because their offense is incredible. Their offense they can throw the ball around the field. They can do a lot of things. Like they got a lot, they got. I mean, look at the three wideouts: Higgins, Boyd, and Chase. Man, I mean, they got and mixing the backfield. Joe Burrow's got guys around him. Their defense ain't the best, though. Then, of course, you look at Baltimore. Um, I'm actually going to save them for last. Let's talk about Cleveland with Deshaun Watson. I mean, I I, I get Deshaun's talented and all this other stuff, and I'm not going to get into the personal matter about Deshaun. It's about football right now. He had DeAndre Hopkins in Houston. He's got one playoff victory to show for it, I think. 
Now he's going to Cleveland. He's got Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Amari Cooper, um, a Joku tight end. You look at his defense, you've got Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward on, on the opposite side of the ball. It's like, how can you not win with that? I don't care if he gets another year of football back on his belt, he starts gelling. It ain't going to work, bro. It ain't going to work. Now let's talk about Baltimore. Lamar Jackson. You know, there were some people, and I'm going to call out a certain individual. Jeremy Jackson, a guy I used to work with. Hey, Jeremy, remember when you were in my inbox last year saying Huntley was better than Lamar after one game? How's that look now, you dumbass? I try to tell you how stupid you sound. I like you, Jeremy, but come on, man. That's that's a bad take. Like, it's stupid. You would call me a dumbass, call me out. I'm going to call you a dumbass for saying that. That's dumb. That offense is built around Lamar Jackson. And once again, like last year, they were 8-3, and three, got hurt. They fizzled out. 8-4, and four, they're going to fizzle out. If I'm Lamar, unless I get my money, I ain't stepping on the field. And I'll tell you this right, right now, everybody in there, everybody's sitting there saying, well, you know, he should have took the 190. Well, Deshaun Watson has done less than Lamar has done in the NFL, and he got more money. How is that possible? And he sat out a whole year. Well, his allegations shit around him. So how is that fair to Lamar? Lamar should get to – if Kyler Murray ain't done much of anything, look at Kyler Murray's done. He's making more money than Lamar on the guarantee. Give me a fucking break. Lamar Jackson's won an MVP and everything else. You, t- you look, look at how Baltimore's struggling without him right now. Think about that. Like, Jesus, man. I, I cannot stomach what people say this shit. I mean, it's just it's just whatever. So the playoffs are coming up as we set. Uh, actually, I'm gonna do a whole playoff special. Um, obviously, the playoff schedule is coming up right now. As I'm looking, I'm recording this right now. I'm checking the scores. NFL actually, Seattle won today, so I think the Seattle. I mean, Seattle's in the playoffs. Denver beat the Chargers, believe it or not. So. Eagles won today, 49ers. I still believe that the we're going to get an NFC title game between the 49ers and the Eagles. I really believe that. I can see it happening, man, where it's just like, yep. Yeah, I can see it, and that would be a great game. I think the 49ers have a really good defense. Now, as I said, as Green Bay's playing the Lions, I can see, you know, possibly, you know, you know, Green Bay. I think Green Bay will finish that out tonight. But, man, it's like, it's been an interesting year in the NFL, man. You know, it's been one of those years where you're like, damn, a lot of surprises. Like, you look at Minnesota, you think Minnesota's going to be great, but you look at their losses, they've lost, I think they've lost their losses in general, their four losses they've had. They lost, like, you look at Minnesota, I, I was high, I'm high on them, but listen to this. They lost 24-7 to to the Eagles. So that's 24 months. That's 17 points. They lost 43 to Dallas. That's 37 points. They lost 9 to the Lions. Okay. Then they lost 41 to 17 against the Packers. So you do the math. That's over on the four losses. They've had double digit losses. I'm just like, mm, I don't know about this. I really don't know about this. So if you look at the, the AFC right now, the playoffs are set. I'm going to look this up. So we got the Chiefs at one, we got the Bills, the Bengals. The Jaguars, who I am very impressed with. I'm going to tell you what. The Chargers, the Ravens, and the, the Dolphins. So, Dolphins are going to play Buffalo. Buffalo's just going to – I don't think – unless the Dolphins somehow, some way can figure something out, I see the Buffalo just handling business against the Miami Dolphins. The 3-6 and six against the Bengals and the Ravens, I think since he wins that, 
Four or five, the Jaguars and Chargers. Now, obviously, the Chargers, I got to go to the Jacksonville because Jacksonville won their division. I'm, I'm not sure, man, about this because, to be honest with you, that's a, that's a trap game because I think the, the Chargers have a lot of talent. Have a lot of talent to the point where I'm like, damn, dude, like you can't, you all can't figure this shit out. Like, really? Don't be surprised to see Jacksonville win that one. Now, so they'll win that. Then you turn around, you go the second. So obviously, after that, so the first round looking good. Now we go. If you go to the, let's go back to the uh, pull the schedule up. Schedule standings. Okay, you go to the, um, you go to the, you go to the uh, NFC. 49ers and Seahawks as will be a division again. Seahawks play themselves, but I think the 49ers pull it off. The Vikings and the Giants. That's going to be whatever. And I think the Bucks were going to beat the Cowboys. You know what? I'm just going to save that for next week's show on the regular schedule program on Wednesday. I'll just give you my thoughts on the playoffs or on, on the, the playoffs. I'll give you my predictions on that because I might just drop that Friday for the playoffs. You know, I just you know, I'll just go off. You know what? We'll talk about that later. But I just think honestly. We're gonna be. It might be. It's gonna be an interesting year in the playoffs. It's just my opinion. And by the way, where are these reports I read about Sean McVay possibly getting fired by the Rams? Yeah, I know they're five and twelve, but what the fuck are you thinking, the Rams? You mortgaged everything for this. You don't think this a year like this might happen? Maybe a couple more wins, but they've been beat up with injuries and everything else. Like, come on, man, stop. Here's a big question for you: Where the hell is OBJ going to do? Obel Beckham next season? Obviously, he'll be able to clear. Where will he go? I think OBJ will go somewhere that he can win and he could be a big option. I think OBJ is still a top 15, 20 receiver in the NFL when he's healthy. I still believe he may be top 10. He is that damn talented. You go back and look at the Super Bowl last year against the Bengals. Hit that shower, cross cut that TD. You think, oh, he's going to tear these guys up. I see OBJ, you know. He go anywhere. I personally like to see him go somewhere like Chicago. Like I would tell Chicago to give him some money. By the way, I also want to talk about the the NBA, the NFL draft standing because I want to talk about this because this is as the NFL. I'm gonna look at the mock draft right now because there's been a lot of things, but the mock draft that everybody talking about. So here's the one I saw with. Okay, I'm trying to find a good link. Oh, here we go. So, obviously, Chicago. Let me go back real quick. So, obviously, the Bears. So, obviously, the. Uh, no, I'm going to look at the drafts. I'm actually trying to find a good one because this is old. Nothing's been updated. So Chicago Bears get the number one pick. So I was like, okay. And by the way, Houston's saying, no, we're going to win. I think Houston wasn't worried about that win today because they're going to get, you know, they're going to get a quarterback. Chicago's not going to go quarterback, I don't think. I think they're going to go, they're probably, they got to do something. They got to get some playmakers, man. They have got to get somebody for Justin Phillips. I don't think Phillips is the problem. I, I believe that it's just. Ridiculous. Here we go. This is something right here. So obviously, here's what the this what this is that this is a what a mock draft I'm reading right now. The number one pick will be Will Anderson, edge rusher from Alabama. I can see that with Chicago, but they really there's not really a lot of explosive offenses. So uh, the number two pick, Bryce Young to Alabama. I do see that happening. 
Number three pick, the, the Arizona Cardinals are going to take a defensive lineman, Jalen Carter from Georgia. You got to. The fourth pick, the Indianapolis Colts, C.J. Stroud. If C.J. Stroud is there, Colts, take him. The fifth pick will, the, goes to Seattle. They're going to get. They're, they're said they're going to take Miles Murphy, edge rusher from Clemson. So it's the top five. And the Lions get the sixth pick from the Rams, and they're going to get. They're saying they're going to get an edge rusher. So overall, here's the thing. And I really believe this. I've seen things about Will Levis in Kentucky, and this is just not me being biased. It's not me being this. Will Levis has never – point out one game where Will Levis in a meaningful game threw for over 300 yards. Oh, that's right. You can't find one. He led the SEC in interceptions. I get his talent. He's 6'3", 6'4". I get the talent. But let's be honest. I can just see some bo- – he's the type of draft that's going to get somebody fired. Let's just be honest. And, yeah. So – but, well, I'm going to go back to the Steelers. Well, I'm going to say this. It sucks they didn't make the playoffs. I hate it. I hate it. And it bothers me. But at the same time, people want – some Steelers fans want Mike Tomlin fired. I've never wanted him fired. I've questioned some decision-making, some things as a fan. But I know how good we got it. You know, people say Andy Reid's better than Tomlin. Andy, I mean, Mike Tomlin's had a losing season. Andy Reid's had a couple. Sean Payne's better than Mike Tomlin. Sean Payne's had losing seasons. Mike Tomlin never has. Belichick's had more losing seasons than Mike Tomlin, but, my, but Belichick's the GOAT. He, he's disqualified. You know, Steelers fans talk all this shit about Mike Tomlin, but they forget about how many times Bill Cowher blew things, how many losing seasons Bill Cowher had. People love – Steelers fans love Bill Cowher to death. I think he had four losing seasons. Think about that. Look at Tomlin's winning percentage. It's incredible. And yeah, I know it. Well, he's tied twice and everything else. They went eight and eight. That really doesn't count. It doesn't count as a loss, bub. It is what it is. So, in closing, guys, this is just a random thought. Talk about the NFL a little bit. Talk a little things about whatever. Steelers delight, like always. You know how it goes. Tune in this Friday for another episode of Conversation Show Green. Me and the girlfriend, Brandy Moorhead. We're going to get on here. We're going to give you a Tulsa King review. We're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to give you. We're going to do some trade reactions. We're going to talk about some of the favorite shows, and we're going to talk about what we're looking forward in the year of twenty twenty three. Things we want to see, or shows we want to watch, or movies we want to watch. In closing, like always, I'll leave you with this note: I don't bullshit. I just tell it like it is, straight up. <laughs>